0: Aloha!
1: Do you realize how much of your dad's semen is on this bed?
0: (laughs) Flying off and landing face first on, on a hobo sperm puddle. We're back from the BallerLifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining this show. Episode 328. Very stoked to have you guys back in the mix. If you're not subscribed to our premium content, you missed out on a conversation about Chuck E. Cheese the Vanilla Ice concert that was due to take place in Austin, Texas last week as well as the potential for replacing a Robert E. Lee statue in Richmond, Virginia with a true hero of Virginia Odorous Ungerous R.I.P from the bangwar. So, you're going to want, you're going to want to be checking that out. Like if you like what we do, it costs 5 bucks a month and you get basically twice as much content. You get this, which you're hearing now, plus this again, but different in a couple days. So, there you go. You should do it. Uh Redcircle.com is the place you go to subscribe. Just click on the link in the episode notes of whatever app you're listening to right now, or you can go to our website, theballerlifestyle.com and click the link at the top of the homepage. Where you can you can also donate. You can subscribe for five bucks a month, or you can make a one time donation, or you could subscribe for the whole subscribe for the whole year, and it saves you like ten bucks. So do it. Uh, I am joined now, as I am every week, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up?
1: Um Oh, I said it in the blue circle, red circle, red circle show.
0: Blue square. Mm -hmm. I
1: was going to say blue horseshoe uh, from uh, Wall Street. Um, RIP did a great, great Carl Reiner. And we talked about his final day on Earth. Still involved watching Jeopardy with Mel Brooks and having a hot dog. Yeah. Guy went out like a champ. He was great because... For many, many reasons. It's not great because of this, but it was pretty cool. He was lucid till the end. I I watched an interview of him right before the pandemic. He was great. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's such a rarity to be that lucid even in your eighties or even seventies. Totally. Because right now I, I see the, the the one type of political criticism that i hate from both sides is like hey this guy fucked up and it's like these guys are in their mid to late 70s all all guys that age fuck up and it's it's we we need to have uh we need to have age limits
0: yeah term limits age limits
1: are you are you crazy like to to think somebody could take on that big of a job in their 70s Fuck out of here. We
0: should eliminate all lobbying. Uh, Citizens United needs to be overturned. I mean, I could go on but, and on.
1: But but just, it's it's insane. I just yeah. uh, was talking to my 70, almost 72-year-old mother. And she can't, I'm not saying my mother was president material in her 40s. Yeah. The, a seventy-year-old, like they are, they are downshifting. They are not. Oh, they are time. not w- what they once were.
0: Big time. I will not be lucid. Well, I will not live to ninety-eight like Carl Reiner. And if I do, God forbid, I for sure will not be lucid because I'm so stupid. Now I forget very easy words every week on the show. Very easy words that can. That should be easy for anyone to recall. They're impossible for me, and I'm, you know, look, I've dabbled in substances,
1: right? But we're still both charming as fuck. Yeah, no, it's (laughs) yeah,
0: but I'm not running for office. Is what I'm saying, right?
1: But these guys, these guys, (laughs) it's like their brains have melted. No, and like Carl Reiner, he he would he would be eloquent, not just like he knew what was going on. My my ninety seven-year-old grandmother, I, I'm fairly confident she doesn't reach 2021. Like she, yeah, I'm just saying, she's yeah. on the fade. Like, my mom was on the phone with her today yeah. or with the doctor today. Like, it's it's, it's going to end soon.
0: Yeah. And yeah. she's
1: had a great life, but she's sleeping 20 hours a day mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's the end. Carl Reiner was crazy. The guy was like giving interviews, and he was eloquent. it was crazy,
0: yeah, yeah, that won't be me for sure. um just I'm just thinking about like all these sports are gonna start up.
1: yeah, it's not a good idea.
0: I mean, I know, but also I want them to. Here's the thing. you just gotta roll with it, so have like like baseball, you have like a sixty man roster. And if you lose, like, your whole 25-man roster, you just got to keep the season going with your B team that's quarantined off-site. And you just oh, keep it God. rolling.
1: <laughs> it, well, I guess that is – baked into your uh, argument is the fact that the Dodgers are a front-runner. Well, I so didn't you know. Just, it doesn't even matter. You just want – but you just want baseball. To me, I just feel like, Jesus – There are guys opting out and fine, but what are we doing here? We can't even get people to wear goddamn masks.
0: I I agree with you, sort of. But also, a lot of times I'll just walk into my living room on a Saturday afternoon and I'll instinctively just reach for the remote and push on. And then I'll just stand there and I'll just. And then
1: realize there's nothing.
0: Yeah, I'll just look at the screen and I'll go, oh, why did I do that? There's not a single thing I want to see coming out of this box right now because there's no sports.
1: Yeah, it is weird because it was mo- like three quarters of what I would watch on TV.
0: Yeah, it's gone.
1: Um, but I I also just see the other side and it's it's just it's it's weird that these guys are getting forced to play and some of them are like like Mike Trout yeah. Maybe, maybe he's, the best player ever. Right. He's like, yeah, I just had a baby. What, what am I doing? No, she's Why, pe- she's pregnant, or he's about to have a baby. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like I, I get it. Yeah, these guys. So these guys aren't robots.
0: I get, but it's kind of like the. Um, it's kind of like when they were gonna play with the scabs, except not as bad because I wasn't as into that, and but I was a lot younger. Just like have some guys. Like I'm cool with like David Price. Opted Out and Nick Marcakis and there's like more guys. Don't,
1: don't get me wrong. Yeah. I very much want to watch sports. Just play it with some dudes.
0: Just get some dudes um, out there.
1: The dudes college, out there my favorite type of sport is college sports. I don't see how you can argue this one. <laughs> They're like, hey, yeah. no students there, but you guys right. you're our gladiators.
0: Well, here. I mean, it's because college sports are just a professional sports where they don't pay the players. So You're
1: right. But the players themselves, they should be able to say, fuck off. Oh, no,
0: I agree. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, And I've gotten a lot of questions this week Uh about the Redskins. Oh, yeah. And my argument has never, ever been that it's not offensive. Of course it is. Of course. I just – when I was a little kid, I only knew of Redskins as a football team True. and then you get older and you realize, well, that's you know there's a lot going on behind it uh, My only argument has been people don't really give a shit about I mean that's the thing we've co- homeless people and our treatment of Native Americans are the two things our country has been like, yeah, we're just gonna forget about this yeah. dark past totally. but yeah. Change the fucking name. I mean, this guy is doing, he's doing an exploratory committee to find out if it's offensive enough. or not like, what? What what are you exploring? Well, He's going to
0: change the name because FedEx is like, change the name. Of
1: course, he's going to change the name. But and he's going to pick something so ham handed. It's going to be the Warriors, which guess what? Like, no, no Native American anything. Like that's kind of weird. They're not mascots. Yeah, (laughs) we've already fucked them up enough. Yeah. Pick something different, and, and but Daniel d- Snyder, if if there's any choice to make, he's gonna make the wrong one.
0: Well, yeah, the uh, um, I hate the alliterative like the yes. requirement. Well, there's, yeah,
1: I, there's there's three reasons. One, yeah. it's connected to Native American or Indian sure. yeah. stuff already. So out with the Warriors. Yep, alliteration, lame, uh, super mm-hmm. lame. Yep. And three, there already is a professional sports team called the Warriors, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, what are we going to do? the The Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, the, that's a good point. That's a really the Suns, the yes. Spurs. Like what?
1: We've already got it. You you, you don't need to double up. I, I know. Back in the day, they used to double up per city. The Giants and the Giants and the Cardinals. Yeah. And, but but like no, we realized that was Cubs, stupid. Bears. Everyone everyone should have their own name.
0: Yeah. I would well. Hopefully, they put it out to a vote, and then we can get behind
1: we can get a voting, vote, vote face situation.
0: Yeah. Well, no. I would say I would try to get our audience behind whichever choice it comes down to that is a non plural team oh, name. Just to fuck with me. Yeah. Just to it. Just to annoy you. So it could be like the, I saw
1: red tails. I saw some people, yeah. and that's the Tuskegee Airmen. And I'm I'm down with that. Like, it's, you know. Oh, because it's got red in it. Right. And like, you know, logos and stuff. They could be whatever initials. All that can be similar. And it's it's honoring a a forgotten part or underappreciated part. I can go with that. But if it's the fucking warriors, just shoot me or they are talking about like. The generals, or the presidents, or the Americans—like oh, no, 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 oh, no—we're no, no, no. Well, gonna, we're gonna honor presidents. I there have like been that. like, there have been like forty-two terrible presidents.
0: It's USA, dude, it's like the nationals.
1: Ah, oh, the worst.
0: We could do like another... just what we
1: need. Just, just ham-handed <laughs> patriotism.
0: <laughs> that. Yeah, <that'd> <laughs> That I could get with. What if we did? What if we went back to the Revolutionary War and we actually acknowledged the fact that we needed the French to help us win that, and we called right. them like the Washington LaFayettes? Or like I would be down.
1: That. I would be down. I mean, the French, as I as I wrote about it in my book.
0: Oh, here's here's some jerks.
1: jerks. Yeah. Um, the French were absolute badasses. Really, I mean, the British always hated the French, but the French were badasses. Until they just had an, an enormous portion of their population murdered in World War One, and then World War Two, they're like, "Yeah, we're going to roll over as quickly as possible because we're not doing that again." And then they got the reputation for being pussies, yeah. but yeah. they were fucking badasses mm-hmm. back in the day.
0: T- I mean,
1: in a terrible way and in a good way. Like they were, but they were not viewed as pussies. That that came from World yeah. War Two, yeah. them rolling over for Hitler.
0: They're um. They have a very good rugby team, typically.
1: They do? Yeah. I know soccer, they they won the World Cup, but I didn't realize they're they're rugby. What? They're competing with, like,
0: all blacks? Yep. They have a a pretty good rugby team. Wow. And you're not calling a French dude a pussy when he shows up and he snatches your girl right away from you every single time
1: i went to a a world cup or whatever tuna the rugby yeah rugby world cup tune-up uh in england this last summer and it's crazy the dimensions of these dudes they are as wide as they're tall they are they are they are when you say this guy's built like a brick shit house it's like 10 of them that are brick shit houses
0: oh yeah the um in the world cup so uh so the Springboks, South Africa, won the World yeah, Cup yeah. last year, and that they had, they had a guy that was like maybe five four, and he was easily also that wide. And his thighs are like yes. three feet wide. Yes, he was like five four <laughs> to forty. And Jesus, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, what else? Let's do some. Let's do some email voice. Let's let's get, let's get to all that.
2: He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from gray.
3: His calls are far from gray. He's such a stupid fuck.
2: He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus, so fucking boring and
3: worthless.
0: But he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish
2: ish 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 ish.
0: His thoughts are useless shit
2: shit 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 shit. He's
3: fat and got big tits. He's well.
2: Okay,
0: a couple quick voicemails here, and then we're, gonna, we're talking about a movie. This is exciting.
2: Hey, guys, it's your buddy, Mark the Nomad, uh, just checking in on the voicemail. Friend of the show. Friend of the show.
0: Mark the Nomad, good dude.
2: To address something you said about uh, Jimmy Buffett being in Ed's book. And par- Be-
0: Jimmy Buffett being number one in Ed's book. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and he also wrote favorite. about him. Yep.
2: It's being like, oh, you know, I can- I don't see what the fucking problem with Jimmy Buffett is. Well, I'll tell you what the fucking problem with Jimmy Buffett is. They just opened, where I live, in the beautiful city of Bradenton, Florida. They opened an entire neighborhood based on Jimmy Buffett called one particular harbor. Ooh,
0: that's a, that's I happen to know that's the name of a J- Jimmy Buffett song.
2: How do you know that?
0: I don't know. I just I've heard it. Maybe I've heard it on like classic no. rock. No. Um, also, I like that Mark the Nomad, who is a great guy. I great know, guy, I and know you and him had some. beef.
1: in Florida, if if memory serves correctly, hometown of Tommy Frazier, the Nebraska quarterback. I think so. One of the best quarter co- college quarterbacks ever. I was going to
0: say one of the best, one of the best college football players I ever saw. I like that Mark the Nomad thinks he's informing us about this Jimmy Buffett style, uh, retirement community. We've talked about this. We've done stories. We've talked about it many times. I believe there was even, um, an older couple thrown out of one of these, uh, jimmy buffett retirement communities for just being caught fucking out on the lawn
1: oh they were like fucking in the yeah. in the like the fountain of the yeah. main like entrance
0: yeah. they were just just couldn't wait couldn't get their golf cart back to the unit to do their business and they just they were just slamming right out there in the middle of the night the middle of the lawn uh well let's let's hear about this one in uh, in uh, mark's neighborhood
2: and it's just a, like my town's been overrun by fucking parrot heads <sighs> And they just clog up the beach, and they're old and gross, and... Jeez, Mark. They just everywhere you fucking go, it's these Parrothead douchebags now, and I, I just want my town back. So fuck Jimmy Buffett, fuck one particular harbor, and fuck all these Parrothead losers that have taken yeah. over my town. Well, Thank you. I
0: am I mean...
1: See, we're with you. We we're on record, but just so we're clear, my book talks about just the music and he made the worst list just being for his music. Yeah. I didn't even get into the whole parrot head shit.
0: I mean, people are really into him, but it's hard for me to,
1: to separate the two. Well,
0: no, to picture Bradenton, Florida being ruined by some Jimmy Buffett fans. I mean, I imagine that's mostly what was there in the first place. Now there's just some older ones. Right. Maybe it's like, oh, this now we can't uh, instead of uh, instead of using uh, exotic reptiles as currency here and jet ski parts, we've switched over to uh, puka shell or shark tooth necklaces and straw hats. And chest, <laughs> chest patches like you're just like, it's like when you go, it's like when you go to a, a club med or something and they give you that thing around your, uh, they give you like a wristband or something. And so it doesn't seem like you're actually paying money cause you never have to get your credit card out and then you just pay the bill at the end. It's like that. But instead of the credit card, they just like scan your chest patch. You're exposed. You're puka. Yeah. You're exposed fluffy Chest patch because note is much like fingerprints, no two are the same. So you go up and you're like, "Hey, i will have i will have a, I'll have a, uh, I'll have a f- three pina coladas blended with a one fifty one floater," and they go, "Oh, that'll be twenty three seventy one, Mister Williams." And you go, "No problem," and you just expose, you open your already open. Hawaiian shirt, your floral shirt, and you just expose your chest patch, and they scan it. They have like a chest patch scanner where they're like, "Ding ding, okay, checks out," and it just goes on your goes on your bill. How? Do, how hey, let's monetize this. Don't nobody steal my idea that the, the mm. chest patch. It's like Apple Pay, but it's like Magnum Pay because you do it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for that, Mark. Here's another one.
3: A few things. I really enjoyed the 57 mole kid, you know, helping you guys out with the synopsis for uh, the old ex-president.
0: This is uh, so two couple, couple things I need to decode here. This is Manuel, friend of the show. I like he no intro, just gets right into no it. No bribe bye breaks. Yeah, Easy Edward. He doesn't do that. He said, I th- believe he said the 57 mole kid which I think he's talking about Jason Stewart's Stewart's complexion. I don't think I've ever heard it before, but he's also, he's also referencing. We reviewed last week. If you guys haven't listened already, we reviewed last week, the 1990 or was it 90? I think it might've been 91 Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey, Lori Petty, turtle from North shore. John, to buy a
1: speecher from Oz,
0: right? John C. McGinley, <laughs> banger point break. If you have not, it's uh, uh, just I feel like it was a long time coming for that one. If you it's haven't just- checked it out, yeah, go back and take a listen. Uh, I did see on Twitter that Mark the Nomad got his feelings hurt as he's guested on this show several times. He got his feelings hurt because apparently he had a swayze streak going. But what us. else is?
1: Oh, because we because he did Red Dawn I to go with the uh, bouncer movie.
0: Yeah. yeah, he did Roadhouse while you were yes. on away. And then I was like, "What other Swayze movies has we done?" And i have forgotten. Yeah, that we did Roadhouse. Uh, okay, let's see what Manuel has to say.
3: Uh, Point Break, the original, good flick. I'm gonna have to catch it again. You guys were excellent. Uh, also, wanted to give you guys props, man. Uh, Thank you for respecting the whole COVID mask ordeal. I mean, I I really don't understand people with the foolish jackassery and, you know, stubbornness of not wanting to wear the damn mask. It's like kind of easy, man. Uh, Wear the mask, gonna limit, you know, transmission of this stupid ass COVID virus that we're dealing with. and. Looks to be here to stay. Uh, and it's just a respect thing, man. Let's just respect one another and wear our masks. It's not the end of the world. And here's a little secret. You don't have to wear your mask like when you're at home, when you're driving. Just when you get out into public, put the damn mask on. Yes. One last yep. thing. Uh, dude, Gary Busey, is there a more... Of an American legend and an icon what? of the '80s and '90s, hey, and Gary Busey. I, see what he's gonna say I here. forgot he was in Point Break. What? He was in uh, Lethal Weapon. Yep. He was in DC Cab. I don't know if you guys have ever reviewed DC Cab. <laughs> Damn, that was a good movie.
0: Wasn't he the? He's also the bad guy in Under Siege.
3: Can, yeah. Can you imagine if
1: somebody? What's <laughs> he Somebody. You you named their three biggest hits and DC Cav is one of them. It, isn't, <laughs> I mean, Mr. T, sure.
0: Isn't Bill Maher also in DC Cab? I believe
1: so. Yeah, I believe so. That's a that's a, uh, I feel like that was a mess of a movie trying to be in the cannonball run where there's just a lot of wacky characters, but it falls pretty flat from what I remember.
0: I don't, I, I'll be honest. I recall seeing it at my local warehouse video rental store as a kid, but I don't... And I recall seeing that it was also on HBO often, but I don't think I've ever seen DC Cap.
1: Yeah, they rushed to production something starring Mr. T.
0: Right, T. With the barbed? Yeah.
1: That might work for, like, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah. But Mr. T... He kind of worked best as the third most important uh member of the A team.
0: Yeah, he didn't he wasn't
1: carry a movie kind of guy.
0: No, and he was good when he would like show up in the WWF to like tag team with the Hulkster. Right. Like that was But it was always dude. about the Hulkster. Right. Yeah, he's a good he's a, yeah, you're right. He's a good uh he's a good sidekick. Right. Yeah.
3: And twins, Busey, Paul Rodriguez. Oh, you're going
0: to name him? Uh, Paul
3: Rodriguez. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, man.
3: Good stuff. Dude, excellent shows. Man, one thing. Why Uh-oh. you guys trip, man? Beetlejuice, the Beetlejuice track. It was know. good stuff, no, it You guys should have let it play. <laughs> guys would have uh, Googled yeah. the LA Health director and yeah. figured out who Beetlejuice was. It's not a hard uh, puzzle to put together. Anywho, <laughs> keep up the good work. Stay safe. Let's respect this COVID until the vaccine gets back. Yeah, um, it's a humanity thing, fellas. Later.
0: That's easily the best call Manuel's ever made to the show.
1: Yes, and and I do especially especially feel for people like Manuel, where he's got to make homes. he's got to go to people.
0: Yep. Their homes so and he's,
1: businesses. He's interacting with more people than I do. It, well, and it's like it's just be fucking a citizen, be a polite citizen to to the person next to you. It's not fucking hard. If, it really isn't.
0: If like all the no mask people are like we just want things to go back to normal. Well that's the you're way making this,
1: you're making this last forever. And
0: also like if we had just done the mask thing from the beginning of this it would We'd be, be done. Yeah, it'd be. It wouldn't be over, but it'd be like overish.
1: We'd be done with this yes. escalating yes. bullshit. Like we would actually be getting back to yes. normal. Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Okay, a couple of quick email or yeah, emails here. Uh, ballers, do you think you can do a dolomite Christmas special this year? Whoa! Wow! I really believe. This is one of the top three phone calls on TBLS this year, and this deserves a special. Uh Well, technically, it was last year. Is
1: this a toe cutter?
0: This this has been one heck of a year. I just need something to look forward to. If someone can come up with a Dolomite (laughs) Christmas song or jingle, (laughs) I'm willing to fund it. This guy is great. He needs his own song prior to Dolomite's White Christmas Story special also. Is Ed's neighbor still trying to give toys to his son? Quar- <laughs> quarantine might have jacked up those arcade bowling <laughs> ticket toys he was receiving. <laughs> thank you for the second episodes. It's worth more than five bucks a month. My morning buzz costs more than $5. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for your service. That is from Baller Lifestyle Fan and member. That's it. That's how they sign it. That's this person has emailed before. I, I suspect it's Toe Cutter. Well, Toe Cutter signs his because he's got the hashtag blue circ square. He's got a oh, whole yeah. hashtag thing.
1: Because one time, so Toe Cutter, uh, I know Toe Cutter. Yeah. And we got drinks maybe last fall, yeah. something like that. Pre-COVID. And I remember he mentioned that he liked dolomite. I was like, what? Oh, we're talking about, we're talking, I mean, I like Dolomite too, but in the context of real life conversations, you don't expect somebody to reference Dolomite.
0: Um, it, that is true. I love Dolomite as well. Dolomite was our first ever Patreon.
1: I'm, I, I love, but it was just weird to, so I, I suspect that's him. And as far as the neighbor giving toys, that is another buddy of mine that,
0: that All right. The neighbor was, was giving his yeah, son.
1: Yeah. He was giving his son toys. It wasn't me. Because yes, yeah. I don't. I don't know of anybody giving my kids no, toys.
0: No. That's true. I'm gonna say this is not. This is just somebody with a similar, uh, similar likes to Toe Cutter because this is this is from Fan Fan, and Fan Fan has emailed the show before, and I don't know why Toe Cutter would need an alias when he already. I don't think
1: he, that's true. Toe Cutter show lets, let's, toe lets cutter. his presence cool. be known. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, one thing about, uh, I shouldn't, I was going to say what? something about my, my son he just got contacted by like the Gail King people.
0: Oh, bro. really? To, well, yeah. Do, to, do a quick brag about what your son's up to. Cause my I son's
1: just, raised, my son's just raising money for, for charity. Like he's 10 Yeah, yeah. he did something, but like he just got an email and it was like, I'm the producer for whatever CBS morning show.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. You should so, be so proud. That's great. I am proud. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. you know, it's we it, it, it's weird, um, especially since the PR people I hired to promote my book are doing a real shitty job right now. Yeah. <laughs> my of son's more pub than me. But, no, I, I'm very proud of it.
0: It seems hard to get – it seems like it would be hard to get booked on things, but also kind of easy because you're – it's everything Zoom anyway and people are probably starving for guests.
3: I,
1: I would – Think so, and I kind of sent an email saying as much yeah. to the PR people. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they they were happy to take my money. I just right.
0: right put it together, guys, make it happen. Uh, Ed's book, Heroes and Jerks, available on Amazon, anywhere you get books. Uh, one more email, Braylon Edwards. This podcast has a lot of opinions about bagels, as if bagels are a quote good option for breakfast. Admittedly, I've never been to New York City, but bread is bread, sirs. Hot no, t- <laughs> no, no, no. Hot take. That's the thing. <laughs>
1: okay. Everybody the with thing. their hot takes on bagels, yes, are usually coming from a place where bagels aren't really a real thing. Right, right.
0: It's only it's the water they say. Uh, hot take. Bagels are the short bus of breakfast items. If I wanted to chew on something for 15 minutes without taste, I'd eat Bazooka Joe for breakfast. Taco Gang for life. Prove me wrong. (laughs) Banners fly forever. That is from Coach Solo. Uh, I'm like not. I mean, I've been trolling my dear friends ed and jason with the bagel thing and i think it's like a mild it's like a covid depression because i never eat breakfast period and if i do it's usually like you know something with protein and i think ever since we discussed on this show i've been on like a bagel thing where i'm having one like once a week and yeah, I'm, a,
1: most, I'm once a week these days. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really just not. Every time I tell myself I'm going to get into gear, yeah. it lasts like two days. Then I'm yeah. eating something shitty.
0: I really like keep telling myself like I need to dry out, and it's like I'm not a daily drinker, but I'm a weekend drinker. And it's I like think it might much.
1: be the sports for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know what? It's a lot of things. It's fucking. Hearing, you know, hearing politics like yeah. I really never cared about politics, and now it's every day of my life. I, I I know about yeah, politics. Yeah,
0: it's hard. Everything, those no
1: sports, avoid. it's it's a lot of just I don't know what it is, but I, yeah. I I'm be better every day, and I'm just not
0: doing so great. I know. I know. It's ready to move on. Ready to get back to it. Oh, you know what I was thinking before we jumped into our movie? Let's figure out m- what movie we want to do last week. So the so last couple days next week, that's what I mean so, next week.
1: Uh, so I did find streaming options for something that it's summer right
0: now. Yeah. I was thinking this too. And it's on, it appears to be on Hulu.
1: It's on Hulu. It's on Showtime.
0: Yeah.
1: It might be on a couple other things, but S- yeah. S- summer school. Summer
0: school. Okay. Let's do summer school next week. That's a good movie. Did it now? This movie we did this week broke our two hour limit. I feel like, there's no way summer school is going to break our two hour limit.
1: Nope, I looked it up. It's an hour and thirty eight minutes.
0: That reminds me, and let's see if I can find this friend of the show, um, M- Maddie LeBron Hit me up on this. Is this is the guy? Also, this is the guy in Canada. So
1: yeah, I, I sent him. I sent him an autograph or whatever a bookplate. Yeah.
0: Yes. So you were complaining about the shipping to Canada and he reached out last week and he said, hope everything is well in your personal life and you've got the support around you that you need. My man, this, I get a lot of those messages, by the way. Thank you guys. I didn't, that's not why I started to read this. Um, also get an ad block for your browser. Jesus. I haven't seen a YouTube ad in years. I'm um, that Canadian Ed is mailing the plate to. I said in the email I'd cover the additional costs.
1: No, it sent. It should
0: have been received by now. Yeah. No, this is no. This was like two weeks ago. But the the one he sent this week was about the movie we're doing. He said, "A, what happened to the two hour movie time limit? Yeah, this urban cowboy is maybe the hardest movie I've tried to watch. It's insanely it's terrible. Thirty every minutes other in, scene is in that fucking place. So I can't remember who the listener was a few weeks ago that emailed. He said
1: he was going to do like a special." Colin.
0: Oh, oh, he was for Urban Cowboy? Did we preview? or We said we were going to do Urban We K-
1: said we were going to do it. Yeah. And he, he said, if you do it, I will call in and give something. And we gave we gave warning. We I'm, said, this is the movie.
0: I'm going to just like quickly. Oh, my God. Just in the process of recording the show right now, we get another email. Bonus email. Hello, ballers. Long time. No talk. This is where I shake down Ed Daly for my book plate. In celebration of Ed's achievement, and because I don't know any Photoshop weirdos IRL, I got a dude from Pakistan on Fiverr to make one for me. I sent him two pictures, one of Ed's book and one of Donald Trump. This guy immediately asked me, where is the photo of Trump? And I had to explain that it was an older photo. Here is the result. Thank you for your time. Chris in LA, Parada 44. Okay, hold on. Let me see (laughs) this. Oh, oh, i gotta it. say it's it's just a visual
1: wait so i, I gotta ask because i've sent enough of these book plates and yeah. i'm happy to do it yeah i have 13 reviews on amazon yeah. and like one's my mom yeah. one's my sister <laughs> yes what would it kill you guys to just give a good review on amazon yeah. i'm, I'm I'm giving of myself. Give some fucking reviews. Our guy,
0: our guy Parada 44. I will buy your book this week, Ed, and I will leave a review. I've been meaning to do it, but uh, our guy Parada 44 just got he went on he went on Fiverr and got you <laughs> all the all the publicity you need. I've just texted it to you this is amazing what <laughs> is, oh my goodness this is amazing this is amazing, this is amazing. I'm going to make this
1: this is, this is oh my god yeah, this gonna, is frightening
0: I'll, I'll post it on our website or we'll share it to Twitter or something <laughs> amazing Parada you are <laughs> the best uh, okay so we're we're talking about our, so we're going to do summer school next week oh but I was looking through the email to see who that was I'll never be able to find it oh here's movie review X Bloodsport now Outbreak this is a few weeks ago. I might have deleted it. So I can I'm not sure who suggested it, but we're talking about, this is a movie I'd never seen. I'll play the trailer. Then we'll talk about it. I've
1: never seen it either. Yeah, I mean, I'd seen like a couple scenes. I didn't it.
0: even know. I didn't, I got it confused with midnight cowboy and rhinestone yeah. cowboy, which I think is just a song. I don't even think that's a movie. Uh, so I didn't know. I knew it was like a, I thought it was like a dancey, thing what I didn't, kind
1: of just I mean yeah. Jesus
0: this movie Yeah I I we'll t- okay hold on we'll talk about it a second Soundtrack to this movie is incredible. It's a lot of these trailers are so visual. How you doing? Fun. Anything I can do? This is not the trailer. This is just a scene from the movie. Yeah, the supposed to be like in a world. Right. Well, it says trailer. Urban cowboy. Urban cowboy trailer. Um, so this movie came out in 1980.
1: It's a, and one thing I will say is the first few scenes, I was like, Travolta looks good. Like as good as he's ever looked with that beard.
0: Oh yeah. It's so, he looks good. Somebody, so we got it recommended to us that in an email that we watched this movie. And then somebody I'm very close to said to me, you know what, that wouldn't be a bad movie for you guys to do. And then I was like, hey, I got to watch that movie. And the person that suggested it to me is like, why are you watching that piece of shit? I can't believe you guys are doing that. And I was like, (laughs) you're the fucking one that said I should watch it. And she's like, I don't know. I don't think I said that. Um, (laughs) I
1: warned you. You're going to have to do it in installments. Every scene, every other scene or every, yeah, every other scene is in...
0: Uh, Gillies. Uh, um, Gilly. so I'm, I might have a different take on this movie than you do. Um, the plot concerns the love hate relationship between Bert Buford, Ewan, Bud Davis, John Travolta, but, who's great sissy. in this movie. And he looks amazing with the beard. You're right. And sissy, babe, Deborah oh, Winger. I fuck, crazy. I forgot how hot she was. Uh, uh, Yes.
1: Pitching. She's hitting the high 90s with that fastball. Wow. On this
0: just like really one of the underrated hotties of all time. Uh, the film captured the late 1970s, early 1980s popularity of country music. Much of the action center, centers around activities at Gillies Club, a football field-sized honky-tonk in Pasadena, Texas. Uh, I assume
1: it's right outside of Houston. Yeah. It's, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, I, nothing's right outside because everything's spread out. Right, but right. it feels like it's in the general Houston area.
0: Yeah. So this movie came out in 1980. It couldn't have, been, couldn't have cost that much money to make. Uh, it doesn't no, say. No, because
1: I assume that, that football field-sized right. honky-tonk place existed.
0: Yeah.
1: But – at the same time, they seem to do pretty good business.
0: Well, there's a lot of people. His um, Bud's uncle announces at one point that it's the largest honky tonk in all the world. And I was like, well, hold on. You mean to tell me that in Beijing, China, (laughs) (laughs) there's not there couldn't possibly be a a larger, a slightly larger honky tonk?
1: Yeah, I was thinking, you know. Bud's uncle probably hasn't been to Kathmandu, Nepal. Right, right. right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So he leaves – he's leaving home and they're giving him the – like when the movie started, I really didn't – I didn't read anything about what it was about. I remember there was some sort of – there was some sort of dancing situation. But that's really all I knew. And they're wishing him goodbye like he's going off to Vietnam.
0: Well, it's weird. He's got – so he's leaving like his home – town ranch or farm, whatever. He's got a sweet Ford F 100 that he's bouncing out. And then his like, it's kind of like similar to, he's like a little too close with the family. It feels like, and the moms, you know, they're sending him off. Like, yeah, like he's going to war or something. And really he's just moving to a different part of Texas. And then his mom's like, she gives him a va- bag of vegetables and she's like, you just can't get good vegetables in Houston. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just—I imagine you could get, like, they get the I mean, trucks driv- going there. He's a driving.
1: It, yes. He didn't fly somewhere. He's he driving wherever it was.
0: Yeah, he didn't go. He I didn't go know where on a he ship. Left from. Yeah.
1: Even yeah. if it was a five-hour drive, you can get vegetables five hours. So I think
0: I think I read that he was supposedly from West Texas, which in.
1: Like El Paso, is that could be,
0: but in, in the defense of Texas, it's so fucking massive that that's like, could it's be enormous. two days drive, you know, it's like, so yeah, I mean, I mean, he's could be going a distance away. Right. Um,
1: and, and I, did you notice the producer that popped up in the beginning produced by Bob Evans?
0: Oh yeah. The best. <laughs>
1: I, I, I encourage anyone who hasn't seen oh, it yes. go find the oh, kid yeah. stays in the picture. Oh, it's God. the best.
0: It's the best. He doesn't he
1: just, know it's a comedy. He yes. doesn't know his autobiography is a comedy, and it is. He's
0: amazing. Yeah, it's just his autobiography.
1: touch my nose. He's he just <laughs> Baby, it's, it was on.
0: It's basically him reading his own book, and but with pictures He's from really the time. Into it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's yes. really into it. It's, re- it's great. Oh, he
0: loves him some him. Like he's <laughs> yeah. he's his own favorite character. Uh, yeah. So he's he bounces over to to live in outside of Houston with his uncle or whatever, and he's like going to work on the pipeline. And
1: you've seen the uncle on a lot of stuff. The, the uncle, uncle. Yeah. What I recognize him from was another movie that featured a prison rodeo. He was in a uh, Stir Crazy. Prison rodeos oh, were a thing yeah. in 1980 Beat time. Yes. <laughs> so the same year as this movie, that guy starred in two movies about a prison rodeo.
0: He's also got one, two, three, four, five, six movies currently in production. This guy is he's a good actor. Yeah, he's,
1: he's, a, he's a solid like. Texan kind
0: of actor. He's really good. I want to like I'm just looking through his IMDb because he's one of these guys that you've seen in everything. Well, I saw,
1: his big credit was Northern Exposure, which I never saw. But yes. I know that was a show on TV for a while. Yes.
0: I'm not. Nothing's jumping out at he me. Kind
1: of, he kind of reminds you of the manager from Bull but it's not him.
0: Right. Yeah. He's got a little bit of that. Um, yeah, he, I don't know. He's a guy, you know, he's a he's he's in everything. Um, so he so he bounces out. He doesn't really have a plan. He's like, I'm going to work on the pipeline. And then he like gets there and the pipeline guys like we don't have a pipeline. And he's like, well, I just – he's like, I did this kind of job before and they said there's a pipeline. I don't know. It's a confusing scene. But it, eventually he just gets a job like starting out like working but, in the oil.
1: But before yeah. – this was the weird thing to me. Before he even goes to the workplace, he goes – he goes, he, he arrives at his, his uncle's house, yep. has dinner, yep. and then the aunt and uncle are like – Oh, we're gonna take you to uh, Gilly's, the bar yeah, to yeah. Gilly's,
0: the biggest honky tonk in the world.
1: Yeah, and they show up, and people are are beating up somebody. Then he meets the young, the young manager from Major League.
0: Yeah, the and manager, the manager um, from Major League, Lou Brown. He apparently used to fuck. Because my man is a handsome young manager yeah. from Major a, League.
1: L- the lung darts must have killed yeah. that voice yeah. box his. Lou Brown, I mean, because this movie's eighty and Major League's like what, like eighty-eight? Yes. And he is, yes, he is grizzled yes. in those eight years. That's the worst. <laughs> he lived really hard in those eight years, big time. <laughs> Lou Brown lived it up, totally. But he doesn't. Lou Brown set him up with a with a threesome right away. Well, I think he
0: sets his own threesome up. Like he's he's in town one night, and is this typical of a trip to Houston? Because the the (laughs) first night he's there, he bangs Jerry Hall and her sister. Yeah,
1: Jerry Hall and her sister and Deborah Wingers. I fucking him in the bar, and it just you know, and he leaves with Jerry Hall.
0: Yeah, and this is this is when he still has his beard because then he,
1: he does look good with the beard.
0: He looks beautiful with those blue eyes and that gorgeous beard. And but the thing is, you can't have John Travolta do a whole movie with a beard as good as he looks because he's got that beautiful ass chin under there.
1: Yeah, but Brian, he's been doing lots of movies with a beard. Lots of well, them.
0: Yeah, he's done his whole career. <laughs> he's done his whole career with a beard. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, he's, and also like this whole concept of um, banging sisters. Who could?
1: who who
0: could forget the famous Coors Light ad campaign that was basically solely focused on every man's number one fantasy is to engage in incest. I like. As much as having never been with two chicks at the same time, I would have to say that I might sour a little bit if <laughs> if I met a girl and she's like, "Hey, you know, uh, you want to fulfill a fantasy?" I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" And she goes, "Well, so me and my sister," and I would be like,
1: yeah, like in, the middle, "In the middle of it, like, wait a second, so your sisters? What's going on here?" Yeah,
0: yeah, nah, not into that whatsoever
1: so, so then after that so then his aunt doesn't his, his aunt covers for him
0: yeah because his mom, mom calls. calls the yeah. mom's like
1: checking in on him mm-hmm. and the aunt knows i mean first of all you're staying with your aunt and uncle and you bring two girls back to the the house that's, no that's he's no he's at room. their
0: place he's at jerry hall's place and then he comes home in the morning oh, OK. And the mom's she's like, still
1: covering for him. Yeah. She's like, yeah, he's at church. Yeah. Went to church.
0: And his mom's yeah. really browbeating him. He's like, no, I ain't got a job yet. He's literally been in town right. nine he hours in
1: time for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, like you said, and then he, the next day when he goes to the place about how he was going to get hooked up with the pipeline job. Yeah. But much like what you said with yes, point break,
0: yes, the new
1: boss is immediately shitting all over him,
0: hates his guts, despite the fact he's like, you know, the only reason I'm giving you this opportunity is because your uncle Bob works here. and Bob's a good guy. Salt of the earth. Best man I've ever known. And it's like, so why are you so shitty to him? Yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Stand a reason that if he's if the best guy you know is recommending <laughs> his blood relative to you as an employee and vouching yeah. for him that he's probably going to be a pretty good kid. No, let me
1: see if I can shit on him a few times first, right. and then he said, like, they've got a rule like the New York Yankees.
0: Yes, yeah, that is that, <laughs> she, that's weird. That is pretty common if you work in a place where you might have to wear a respirator at some point. You can't have any facial hair because it breaks the seal. But they kind of, it's kind of confusing because I think he has different clothes. It's not the same day, but probably the next day. And John Travolta, Bud, decides, I'm going to shave my beard off at work.
1: That's true. He goes to the locker room at work. Yeah. And he's like <laughs>
0: trimming it, like getting it short with the scissors, and then he just shaves in the sink, right there at the at the just leaves
1: leaves all the the yeah, hairs
0: at the oil factory.
1: <laughs> but you know, the one thing I understand this is a different time, but it's pretty funny that they tell the guy he can't have a beard, and yet everybody's smoking heaters on the job. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of weird. The beard is yeah. the problem. Man, so they spend a lot of time at this Gilly's bar, the biggest honky tonk in the world. Yeah. So it's the next night. And again, you just started a new job. Should you be going out and getting wasted and, first and night?
1: I am I really am not exaggerating. I don't think there were two scenes outside at Gilly's. Well, they – In a row. I'm saying, well, no, yeah, I'm saying yeah. in a row. Yeah, 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 like yeah, if yeah. you were at the refinery, yeah. you were going back to Gilly's. Yeah, if lo- you went to somebody's place, <laughs> yes. you were going back to Gilly's. Like – Every other scene was at Gillies.
0: They spent some time at Gillies. So, the, so he's just – he's been to Gillies once. He has a threesome with a supermodel and her sister.
1: <laughs> Mick Jagger's wife.
0: Mick Jagger's uh, longtime girlfriend, common-law wife. He, he – then he goes there the next night and he's leaning against the bar – And I you need to go and watch this movie because I cannot do justice enough to just what a beautiful woman Deborah Winger is. And he's leaning against the bar and this Deborah Winger and again
1: something you need to watch twenty minutes of this movie. Something something that's
0: never happened to me in my life. Deborah Winger comes up. She's got like a little camisole top on, no bra. She's got a cowboy hat on and she walks right up to Bud and she's like, hey, you were here last night. You had a beard before, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, yeah I did. She's.
1: I t- saw you leave with two girls, so you probably have something dirty on your dick. Yes, but she, she, she's, to-
0: no. she's a total man eater. She goes right up to him. She takes what she wants. Like this guy is in demand at Gillies and then. Not that he needs it, because he's basically already closed the deal. But my man Travolta takes her out on the dance floor.
1: Uh, Yeah, two step, right?
0: This this dude can move, right? Like, there's a reason. Look, I'm not gonna go into the motivation of a guy that loves to dance and is also very good at it. Okay, like that's you do with that what you will
1: why tarantino wrote the scene around him because he's like the guy fucking
0: dances the guy can dance like you put him in something and the dude can move you there's a reason he dances in every movie i mean there's probably several reasons
1: you want to cut a rug yeah
0: (laughs) then he so then he's so i
1: put on by the way i put on netflix in the background yeah and
0: lou brown is beautiful he's gorgeous
1: I'm, I love Lou Brown,
0: cool. and I didn't realize till you said this that this was only just a few years. Like he put on sixty pounds, and then like sixty years, yeah, and sixty years <laughs> in the in the seven years between these movies. I just
1: he, I, he seriously goes from like thirty to seventy.
0: I just when I'm looking at him, I was like, oh wow, twenty years before Major League, he this guy was a babe. <laughs> it was 1980. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't even think of that. Then he's hooking up with he's hooking up with uh, Deborah Winger and like dancing with her and Jerry Hall and her sister, they're ready for round two. Wow. They go out to like some diner. He's out at some diner with Jerry Hall or with uh, Deborah Winger and then his buddy and his buddy's chick, like a double date situation. And they're like, it's like, it just sort of like a regular, like, you know, diner where you get breakfast and stuff. And Jerry Hall's like swings by and she's like, Hey, you know, let's, let's do it again. And, uh, she gets all uh what's her name gets all jealous. Deborah Winger uh because they're ready like this guy is so in demand. Also I noticed that the sign on the on the diner outside the diner said something it said like burgers. Oh, no, it said steaks. Um shakes or something and then last word seafood. <laughs> Like, yeah, you don't get. You don't go. Can I get a shrimp scampi here? Yeah, you don't go to Waffle House and just get the surf and turf.
1: Wait, is this is this the scene where they do the uh the punching bag thing, or is that
0: no that like, hasn't that hasn't happened yet? Because I think this is where they go. Yeah, this
1: is this is the courtship. So yeah. I mean, yes. he's already printed with the th- with three big time women. Yeah. And he's he's been in town for about 26 hours.
0: And then she gets jealous of him. Rightly so. Like, you got to you got to play that cool, dude. Like you bang those two chicks, you know, their sisters, whatever. You just be like, oh, yeah, hey, I don't I didn't really know them. That was kind of weird. Um, or just, you know, like, just just kind of be humble about it, dude. So Deborah Winger gets mad. And this is where the movie gets kind of problematic. They're kind of arguing at the booth there in the diner. And John Travolta fucking slaps her right across her face
1: before he's had sex with her. <laughs> yes,
0: they I mean, just met. Listen,
1: let, let me be clear: yeah. he shouldn't have slapped her ever. Right? I know, oh, no, I'm looking at it now. On the right after the date, they hook up to looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah,
0: jam banger. The soundtrack that's, to this movie is amazing.
1: That's the first. That's the first time they're dancing. Yeah. And then she punches the uh, Ivan Drago punching bag where it tells how, like, how much force he put into oh, the punch. Oh, they do.
0: So that is there. The and first she night.
1: gets injured. She gets oh. injured. And he's, like, playing with her. He's, like, he's, like, putting ice cubes on her knuckles in the booth. And that's when that's Jerry right. Hall.
0: That's right. Yes. And then they go out. And this is indicative of every parking lot in the movie. I don't know if it's, like, the hurricane season or what. But they go out and they like start mixing it up, the two of them in the parking lot, and then they tackle each other into a giant like nine inch deep puddle, yeah, just in the, just in the middle of the parking lot and I you know in times of covid, it is concerning because who knows what type of bacteria are lingering in this in this yes. uh, fetid puddle. But they're going back and forth meanwhile they almost get run over by a dude and they're they're literally like having like all good relationships <clears throat> it starts with an actual fist fight, and they're literally going at it and then they end the they end the fight in the puddle by bud proposing marriage <laughs> he hasn't even had sex with her yet
1: no.
0: He hasn't banged her yet, and then they do get married, and that's—I I mean,
1: by the way—in my notes when I they showed Bud doing the punching bag, yeah. they zoomed in real tight, yeah, on on Travolta because you know it's sort of like the Van Damme movie where yeah. they zoom in so you don't really need to see what they're up to. Yeah,
0: it's like Nuke Lelouch throwing a pitch. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like um, when they had Anthony Perkins play like a shortstop in a movie, you know, he just couldn't get
1: I mean, a fear strikes out.
0: Yeah. He hadn't, he hadn't developed Lamar's limp throwing <laughs> style yet. Um, yeah, yeah. They, but they zoom in even the way he sets up, he sets up like not in a fighting stance. He sets up with like his, f- um, feet parallel and his like arms at his shoulders. And he's going to like punch from that where, where, you know, if you're getting ready to punch, you have your, your punching hand back. He didn't he didn't even set up properly for the punch. And it's he the the shots of him like actually hitting the bag, you could tell there wasn't like a lot of power.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, Winger definitely had a better yeah. punching power. Yeah. But man, she looks great.
0: She's so hot. And then so then they get married and talk about they couples, couples goals. He gets married in a white tuxedo with a frilly. Lime green shirt and a giant white bow tie. And then she has a lime green dress on and all or the all the bridesmaids have lime green dresses on. And it's really just a beautiful sight.
1: It's breathtaking. But, you know, that wedding took place right after the scene where they're at the diner. Yeah. So they were one scene away from Gilly's. So where did they get married?
0: At Gilly's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was thinking that wedding must have cost, cost a fortune because uh there are usually like ten thousand people. It's
0: always so packed.
1: So you have to pay for what the place would have
0: lost. Well, I think they did it in the afternoon though. So it might have been before they would normally before the dinner crowd shows before up. Before
1: Charlie Daniels shows up. Right.
0: Before he's, speaking of that, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um so then so he surprises her oh, on yeah. their wedding Surprise. night. He's he's purchased for them a new home, or in this case, a single wide trailer. And he's like, it's got all the modern amenities, plus it's on wheels, so you can move it. Yeah, Which those is, are uh, good a plus. You you. And I don't like, I haven't spent a lot of time in trailers. And so this movie, pretty much every scene that wasn't in uh, at Gilly's does take place in a single wide trailer and i mean it's doesn't look like the most fun place to yeah i get it
1: it people people can't afford and not everybody can afford to be in a big house yeah i think you're supposed to just rent
0: yeah just Well, he, he, he put a down payment on it. Like he's, he's on the come up.
1: That's that's the kind of surprise that you have to wonder if your husband's going to be a stable husband. That's true. Uh, You're supposed to consult on that one. even in 1980, I think you discuss where you're going to move.
0: So they go to, uh,
1: Oh, and somebody says shouts because he surprises her. He's Oh. And as they're driving back from the wedding, the back of the pickup truck, has personalized plates bud and sissy yeah yeah those are
0: important yeah yeah Um, let's come back into play later
1: but but everyone follows him she's blindfolded and when he says surprise somebody shouts out hey bud does it have a water bed
0: yeah water beds were so hot back then (laughs) that's i mean that was like peak Nineteen eighty was like the peak of the waterbed. I had a—I remember a bunch of my friends, like in high school, had their parents' old waterbed.
1: Which, yeah, it's like, do you realize how much of your dad's semen is on this bed? <laughs> the problem. So, so what do they do during their honeymoon? They just got married, and they're like, "Yo, sissy, you want to go to the prison rodeo?"
0: Yeah, so I didn't get that. I, like, might not have been... I didn't realize... I thought it was just, like, a gimmick that they were all dressed in stripes, all the rodeoers. I didn't realize... I think
1: they might have filmed Stir Crazy at the same time. Everything looked the same, including... I told you, the uncle also plays one of the wardens
0: um, in Stir Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) They must have shot them together. I didn't realize it was a rodeo... But then they see, like, somebody. um,
1: And the stadium's packed.
0: Yeah, it's really. Well, there's not much to do in Pasadena, Texas, apparently, and it's a rodeo. So there's a couple cool things here. First of all, Sissy and Bud have matching shirts at the rodeo. Like, they've gone and shopped together and they've bought, much like you and Michelle, I'm sure, have um, matching outfits for different (laughs) occasions, which I think is cute.
1: Yeah, we don't have matching prison rodeo, but we have regular rodeo matching right. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. Then um, S- Scott Glenn from Apollo 13 is also the bad guy in Backdraft. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's in a lot of shows. I'm always getting him confused with David Carradine's brother, but it's – I don't know why. Uh, he's He's in the prison rodeo, and there's just a little foreshadowing because – you could see that Sissy,
1: Sissy it, likes the cut of his gym.
0: Yeah, there's the, an actual puddle forms under the bleachers as Sissy watches Scott because at first he gets like bucked off in the in the pen before they before they snap the rubber band on the bull's balls and send him off, but then he like spits on his hands and like gets back on. He
1: does this yeah, he does this wrap around yeah, his Yeah, he hands.
0: does this wrap and he does something else when we get to the mechanical bowl portion uh, that we can talk about, that's problematic. Not not as problematic as all the spousal abuse in this movie, but close. Um, yeah, so then they get, all of a sudden, they go to, they go back to Gillies later, and now Gillies has brought in the mechanical bowl. Right. And it is like, it is like it's a faberge egg or or like uh uh the missing link as like they're so excited for this you know it's just like a it's just like a hydraulic thing yeah. that just tries to throw you off but they're way into it and i remember at the time i remember like the early 80s uh mechanical bulls were a thing and it must have been related to this movie right it seems
1: like i would think so I, I will say there is a bar in hoboken there's a ton of bars there's one that has a mechanical bull i've never seen it in use i don't i'm not there at a midnight on a saturday night but anytime i've gone there it's not in use so i'm not sure it, it can't be good for insurance reasons
0: yeah, there's one, there's a bar in uh, LA on Sunset Boulevard that's a, like a tourist bar and the kind of bar where like Armenian dudes, no disrespect, Armenian dudes go to pick up on tourist chicks. It's called the Saddle Ranch and there's, and I've been there a couple times and there is a mechanical bull there and it's actually known for the mechanical bull. But again, in the two, maybe three times I've walked into that place, Never have, once have I seen the mechanical bull actually running or working. Right. It's just, it seems like it's a novelty that wears off very quickly. And, and except for at, at Gillies in Pasadena, Texas, where it's, there's a fucking fight at the bat rack to get on this mechanical bull. Like it is super popular. And so John Travolta, bud, he's, he takes the mechanical bull and he becomes kind of a bull addict. He's like rides it. He gets tossed off, and somebody else is like, "Let me get a turn." He's like, "Hell no, I'm going again!" Like he's way, it's, way it's too so weird.
1: It. It's so weird. It's like I'm I'm sitting on a bull, but it's got no head, and then it's bucking and brocking and bucking and bronching. It's it's weird. It's like I'm on a bull, but I'm not on a bull.
0: And I like how the the safety again, they got their own rules in Texas. I don't feel like there's really any OSHA compliance that we have to worry about because the. Because the padding is just old, cum-drenched mattresses.
1: Yeah, it looks real dirty. You know when you yeah. see the mattress laying out by the yeah. curb? yes, And you just you really take a wide berth
0: around that thing? It seems like there would be a lot of incentive to stay on the bowl if the, if it, the, the other possibility is flying off and landing face first on, on a hobo sperm puddle.
1: And then, like you said, he said he's a bull addict. If if there are 75 people waiting for something and he gets bucked off and then he yeah. just climbs back on. Yeah, yeah. He cut the line.
0: Don't they have that? Th- don't, don't they have that thing where you line your quarters up? On, Love the? It. you know, how you like you'd play right? asteroids and you put your quarter on the screen. Yeah. That's like, hey, I'm next. And then somebody still, else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whoever's whoever's operating. I think Lou Brown is kind of in charge. He is. The, yeah. The rodeo. He, yeah. He's kind I mean, of at the, at the at bar.
0: Gillies. Yeah. But then. Straight out of the prison rodeo, Scott Glenn shows up and he's got now his everyone pretty much dresses the same. And I got to be honest. I had a, I had a lot of envy I coveted a lot of the fits in this show because it's dudes and bi- big belt buckles and cowboy boots and really cool cowboy shirts with the sleeves rolled up and cowboy I like, hats.
1: I, I got to say, I dig the shirts.
0: Yeah.
1: The hat seems like a
0: lot. I don't, it's a good look though. I don't know if it's I a, could it's pull it off.
1: I can, yeah. It's a look yeah. I can't pull off, yeah. but I, I recognize it. it's a good
0: look. It's a great look. So Scott Glenn comes in Wes. He comes in straight out of the prison rodeo and He's taken that look to the next level because he's got the cowboy hat and he's got the cowboy boots and he's got the tight jeans and the big belt buckle but instead of the embroidered cowboy shirt he's wearing a mesh
1: like a fishnet shirt
0: Yes, uh, like a like what like what the guy what Bennett wears in Commando
1: Um, by the way, the scene before Scott Glenn, I timed it. It was 19 seconds away from Gillies and then right back to (laughs) Gillies. Gillies, Yeah. (laughs) Like they're like, well, we need to find a scene that establishes Bud working. So he's clearly doing more than the gopher like he yes. I'm not sure what he was doing. He was like helping a metal piece get to somewhere else. Yeah, he
0: seems like a good worker. He's a hustler. He was doing that thing where he was holding yeah. the rope while they but were putting the dome. It was 19 seconds. Yeah. It was
1: 19 yeah. seconds and they're like, yeah. "Fuck it, we got to get back to Gillies, get back to Gillies." And that's when Scott Glenn shows up.
0: Yeah, Scott Glenn shows up and Scott Glenn's like, "I want to ride the bull." And then he cruises up and he goes Under he's like, "Oh, hold on. I'm I want to let everybody know I know more shit about these mechanical bulls." He goes under and like changes the settings on the mechanical bull- and everybody's like oh my god
1: he's I'm making!" Like everybody it- knows what that means
0: yeah he's like he's making it go faster he gonna make it go faster and then he gets on there and he's got his own glove and somebody's like he's got his own glove I mean it's just like a leather like work glove literally right. like every single one of those guys is a blue collar guy they all have their own gloves in their truck a hundred percent
1: and it's it's already you're already seeing. I mean, she's uh, sissy's kind of already showing that she's vibing
3: with oh, mesh
1: mesh shirt yeah. Scott Glenn. But also, it it establishes that uh, Bud is not really paying attention to his wife. Of I mean, he's he's known her and been married for like a month, and he's he's already more into the bull than than Deborah Winger in her prime.
0: Um yeah, it's he's way into the bull. He's real annoyed by her and she is so banging and so of course he's not paying enough attention to her. Again, they're like they're lucky that whatever power source they had going to the mechanical bull didn't short out because deborah winger she sees scott glenn in his mesh shirt get on this bull and do the thing where he ties the glove on with the you know the he puts something
1: in his mouth right he yeah, puts leather in his mouth yeah he,
0: yeah he, 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 he like ties it and she is fully gushing like it's it's like it's like a fucking river flowing through gillies yeah. From from Deborah Winger, but
1: nobody nobody knows that he's the guy from the prison rodeo, right? Just just the audience kind of knows because they were at a distance.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not. But people know. Lou
1: Brown knows. Yeah,
0: Lou Brown's like, oh, there's Old West. He's the best rider in town. (laughs) Like they know. What's this
2: label shit?
0: Yeah. So they um, then there's like a whole long, well. She's weighing – Bud won't let Sissy ride the bull. And, it's or,
1: just like the boxing thing. The, right, right. He, he thinks girls shouldn't do that. Yeah, he's
0: a, do that. he's a misogynist. And my thing is like those bulls are there just for girls. Like they're the right. ones that ride them. But Bud won't let her ride the bull. But luckily – and then she gets super juiced up for this West guy. But Travolta's like, don't worry. I'm going to dance you back. And he does – He takes her out on the dance floor and she's like, oh, and, you know, she's so she's kind of conflicted because they're both kind of hot in their own way. But then they go out to um, they're back at the diner. So the diner isn't connected to Gilly's. So that can't that has to be counted as a separate location, Ed.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah. So that's good. But I mean, it might have been like on the same property, but it was like a separate. So they go to the diner. And she's like, she's, hard, yeah, she's hardcore checking out this West guy. And this West guy, you know, he's Bud's been, Bud's
1: not handling it well. No,
0: he's been in the joint, and Bud's getting pretty worked up. He's, he's like, this, this, uh, this burger's still mooing. And he, he wings his burger, which is, you yeah. bad form. Like, it's rude. But Bud's, Bud's got the woman already. I, yeah. I don't want to give away too much of this movie, but there's not, a lot. And you can you can watch it, you take away your own opinion of this movie, but there's not a there's not much reason to get in Bud's corner. He doesn't give you a lot to root for.
1: He's not a good husband. No, he's he's, he's, he's constantly super telling it what is what his wife can't do, and yeah. he's jealous when she shows any ambition. Then he picks a fight with a guy right out of the pokey.
0: Yeah, and he he gets. Mash. He gets the shit kicked out of him And and Sissy tries to talk him out of it By saying Bud don't You're drunker than Cooter Brown <laughs> Now what? Is that Are we supposed to know is what that means thing? Yeah do we know Cooter Brown Is that like Is that a historical figure Is that somebody that's known to if be drunk
1: said, If she said Lou Brown Yeah
0: we'd know I what know she it. meant um, He gets his ass kicked He's a huge pussy And then Wes moves in And he starts I'm doing air quotes right here he d- he starts training her and this is this is something you guys got to be careful of if you're if your wife's out there and she's like i want to take tennis lessons you know like private tennis right. lessons or or she's like honey you know i just after the baby i really want to get i know it's been a while but it's i think it's finally time i really want to get back in shape i want to start seeing a personal trainer and then she's like hey i'm getting really good results with tristan my personal trainer or sebastian my tennis coats yeah it's <laughs> this is something you got to be careful of and this so this is like the redneck version where she's getting trained and just picture me doing air quotes on all these she but, she's she's getting trained
2: but it all
1: stems from the. i mean yeah it's dangerous territory she's entering, yeah. but it all stems from the fact that Bud won't let her try. Yeah, Bud's a real piece a of mecha- shit. Yes. A mechanical bull that'll throw her onto mattresses. I mean,
0: it's fine. This is she how,
1: could she could have tried it.
0: Yeah, this is how your girl gets a wandering eye. You got to indulge her a little bit. Let her spread her wings, or else she's gonna she go. She's what gonna what get trained I, how to ride. Yeah, and you you don't want that. So then but then bud
1: oh they keep doing the cut back and forth scene yeah,
0: right cuz she's getting trained after work by Wes i just so many air quotes over here and bud is out there working on the oil in the oil fields on the oil rig and he takes he has an accident a weird he, accident he nearly dies he like slips off of something he's on like a scaffold
1: he tries to catch a bucket on a rope yes, or something. That's what it
0: is. And he slips and then he's just dangling by one foot. And I don't know his boot for sure would have slipped off and he would have fallen five or six stories onto his head and that that would have been it for Bud. But he he survives. They were able to rescue him and then but then he just lays there like prone on a piece of wood. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like I'm like I'm not real. I don't really get what well, the, injury the trauma, he he's
1: He. yeah he's he's kind of i i get it it's, it's having that like horrible situation i've i've been in a i, I was in a car accident with a uh where the car was totaled yeah and i was fine yeah and it's a weird feeling to be like whoo that was crazy. Like, wow! I'm glad I survived.
0: Yeah, no, it's intense though. But, but then he's but, but I but I wasn't hurt. Yeah.
1: So I don't just lie there like he.
0: Yes. Yeah. He's just
1: laying there, and then he was able to drive
0: home. Yeah. He, then and then he's at home, and then he's bragging about all the codeine that the doctor get, gave him, and I'm like, well, he doesn't have. He didn't break anything. Like he's fine.
1: He just no he. He might have a sore foot.
2: Yeah,
0: yes.
1: But he didn't break anything. Yeah,
0: and he's like, I damn near broke my back. And, well, you didn't, like, if you had fallen, you would have broken your back and everything else. But basically, you just slipped and hung there by your foot, and you're a little traumatized. But, again, he's a huge pussy. And
1: then his aunt comes to visit.
0: His aunt comes over, and she's like, he's he, eventually she leaves. It's like, Sissy comes back, and there's some question, you know, where she's been, and she's been getting trained how to ride.
1: This is pre-cell phone
0: She's getting trained on the bull.
1: But this is pre-cell phone days, so yeah. you can't just be like, hey, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect you to be home from work for four hours. Yeah.
0: And then he's, the aunt leaves, and he's like, she said we live like pigs. And I'm like, you do. You do. Like you the Yeah. It's
1: awful.
0: Who, who lets that many dishes? with And the, how much spaghetti are they eating? it's just crusted noodles all over everything i mean yeah it's pretty gross in there spaghetti's a, a once a week food at best more like every other week maybe once a month but it's me every plate they have and there's only two of them how hard is it to clean up after two people not that hard
2: right
1: and you know this is this is a ragu kind of couple this isn't oh, good d- spaghetti, oh yeah no so it's,
0: you pre-go. it's prego it's yeah. prego yeah come on um yeah so then for f- f- First chance they get. I mean, it's the same. Not, oh, also, it should be noted, when she comes home, Bud's taking a bath. Yeah, she's like, "Where is he? Oh, he's in the it's tub." It's a
1: problem. If, yeah, your aunt should never know you're in the tub, and your wife shouldn't come home and you're in. And that this isn't a tub. That's I mean, it's a single it's wide a trailer, trailer tub. tub. This is yeah you're barely in the water
0: people that take, that require a lot of baths are extremely suspect in my opinion. I've, if I,
1: I think I told you yeah. I had the flu
0: Yes, same.
1: five years ago. And I was like, you know what? Maybe the only thing that'll feel good is a bath and, and the bath. Is is actually a decent size one, yeah. and I still felt like Patrick Ewing. My yeah. knees were coming out. It was it was a terrible experience. Yeah. Never again.
0: No baths. Oh, it's really old. Yeah, baths are lame. Who wants to soak in their own filth?
1: Yeah, yeah. You and do
0: How do you get out of the bath? Don't you have to shower off the bath after the bath? <laughs> like I don't even know the process yeah, of a bath.
1: You're marinating in filth. Yeah, it's
0: disgusting. I don't take any baths. You know. Alone, at least. Um, so then they immediately, despite he's had this bad accident, he's on codeine.
1: Well, it's been four minutes in the in the movie. They so. immediately
0: go back to the bar.
1: <laughs> you go to, seriously, There, I I didn't time it exactly, but I can not imagine that's probably the longest stretch, four minutes outside of Gillies he's, in the entire
0: movie. He's a gopher on an oil field. It's not a field. It's like a plant. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Derek? Yeah, maybe he's refinery.
1: Well, it's a refinery, but what he's working, his job is on the, the derricks. the things that are, yeah, that
0: pump it out of the ground.
1: Yeah. The I think that's yeah. what he's doing at this point.
0: He, he's a gopher. He's got a, a payment on a trailer. He's got a brand new F100. That's pretty sweet. It gets expensive to go the hottest out. His
1: wife in town. Yeah,
0: It gets expensive. She works at a junkyard. Family business. It gets expensive to go out drinking every night. And there they are back at the bar every single night drinking Budweiser's or Jack Daniel's. Uh, but they're back. And that, what what do we learn? There's going to be a. Bull. Well, no, Sissy
1: shows that she.
0: Oh, right. She fucks the bull.
1: She's she's riding. Yes. And Bud's like, you know what? I know there's another. 70 people waiting, but I'm just going to cut uh, the line again no, he's a, Sissy goes. He's an addict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: He's way he too into his it. taste. Yeah.
1: And so they, Bud and Sissy are having a dance-off on the mechanical bull.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. Uh, Wes
1: West Hightower, a.k.a. Uh, what's his Scott name? Scott Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. He fixes the motor.
0: Right. To throw – to make it go faster. And then he's working the thing, and then it throws – uh, it throws Bud off and then he's able to do a thing because he's so good at it because he's that's the other thing is he helps Lou Brown with the mechanical bull because he has like experience with mechanical bulls and literally the mechanical bull. It's one lever. But it's like make it go faster, make it go slower. Oh, and then doesn't he... oh, hold on. You broke up. Did we lose you? Ed. There's a heap. There's oh, there he... oh, yeah.
1: Heap. He falls, and then you're supposed to stop the bull, and then Scott Glenn turns it back on so it can wax butt yeah,
0: over. It Meanwhile, he supposedly had just nearly broken his back on the oil derrick, but right. you know, and the, he's out they riding the tackle bron
1: and take a bath, but yeah. he's getting right back on the bull. So now
0: it's crazy. So then uh, they they like mix it up again.
1: Oh, he broke his arm doing that.
0: Right. Yeah, he. that's right. He breaks his arm and then they mix it up again and they show Wes like it gets it gets broken up by Sissy and some other people. They're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And you look and Wes has brandished a blade behind his back. So he's ready to he's not to be trifled <laughs> he's with.
1: Gonna, he's going to murder again.
0: He's going to murder. And then and, uh, Bud su- suspects something's going on between Sissy and Wes, to which Sissy defends her honor by saying, I ain't laying him. It's a weird. Who talks like that? I ain't laying yeah, him. Weird. Who's laying lying. It's crazy. Um,
1: but, 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 but hits her again.
0: Yeah, I He tunes her up after this. He gives her, but again, they want you, they want you to think that at this time in this place, that there were levels to tuning. He gives her like a, a lover's tune, like, She stepped a little bit out of line.
1: Yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see more. Right.
0: He's got to let her know, hey, this is you need to get tuned up a little bit. All right. You're just you've gone a little wild. I'm your man. And the way things go here in Pasadena, Texas, is I tune you up a little bit with the back of my hand to your face.
1: I can't think. I, I don't feel like Gloria Steinem would have been a big fan of this movie in
0: 1980. No, definitely not. Definitely not problematic. And this is where we look. Oh, so for some reason, because he has a broken arm, he gets fired from yeah. the oil rig. I didn't so realize have- that he broke the arm on the horse. I thought he broke the, did he not break the no, arm? No, I think he the broke fall? the
1: arm. He, he fell down and then he got back up and immediately Scott Glenn turned the machine back on and, that and mashed him and broke right. the, broke his arm. And so if you're out of employment, and you're you're barely scraping by on a single wide do go you, right if, you feel, if you feel if you feel like drinking do you just pick up a sixer yeah if you have to drink do you pick up a sixer or do What's, you go right back to a bar
0: no you get a bottle of like just get one of those small bottles of like maker's mark or something and just go um, sip a little bourbon in the living room just drown yeah. your sorrows you, watch the
1: back at gillies yep uh, there's a honky tonk version of Stand By Me playing.
0: That was that's the maybe the low other than the Eagles song that might be the low point of the soundtrack, yeah. which is very it's, good.
1: It's it's good, but yeah. Stand By Me is probably best not as a honky
0: tonk song. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, then we learn, so Bud has saved the program from the prison rodeo. So just which is pretty lame well just think of that all first of all they have to produce a program to the prison Pri- rodeo
1: what is bud 9
0: yeah then you then you procure for yourself a prison rodeo program and then now then when the prison rodeo ends rather than just leave it right there on the bleachers right you take it with it. you kind of like when you go to the, like your kids like your kids school play play and there's yeah. a program that you're kind of like how That's do I right. get rid of this like I don't want to <laughs> just leave it on my seat but I don't see a trash anywhere you never know what to do but he brings it home and he then he's going back through it and he somehow deduces that Wes has like escaped right, right. He, he's like he's an escape con I, didn't, I that part was kind of I was getting kind of bored at that point so I don't I didn't really follow yeah,
1: I also kind of tuned out I know he I saw him look at it but I just didn't care enough and then they were doing the revenge – the, the make each other jealous dance scene yeah. at, at Gilly's.
0: Well, because then he kind of hooks up with this – with a rich bitch. And but, again, this this would have been an, like sissy hotter. But the rich bitch, she her dad like owns oil or something. The,
1: yes. She was rich and she knew she was just there to have sex.
0: You had to fuck. She was like – and then he's like – His big, this guy can do no wrong because first of all, he's bang sisters. He marries the hottest chick in the bar and that's back to back nights. Now he's single sort of again. And this chick like is coming onto him hard and he goes, this is the line of the movie with the tried and true. Infallible works every time line that you, you walk right up to a girl and you say to her. (laughs) <laughs> when are you gonna take me home and rape me, Oh, man? And of course, she's like right now. She takes him like she's got a she's got like a penthouse yeah, she's downtown.
1: Loaded. Yeah,
0: she's got money. She's got a Cadillac. They're, 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 her penthouse is overlooking the city. Then and she he, wants nothing of them but yeah, just but sex.
1: physical action. Like she. She knows she's there to make the 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 wife jealous. That's her only purpose, and she's cool with it.
0: Yeah, and he, she he go, she like wants to show him. First of all, she has like she kind of has like a sunken living room, but it's not like a sunken living room. But it's like one corner, like up against the big windows, like goes down steps and up. Is this ab-
1: Houston. Yeah, I is think it? it must be
0: Houston. And then up a bed up above on the carpet is just like a sheet just on the floor. Do you, so do you think that's really she just plows it there a lot? I guess. It's a weird place for sheep because then she does take him in the bedroom and it's to show him her like diamond studded saddle. Which again is a weird thing to have in your bedroom. I don't know, but they kind of hit it off. Meanwhile,
1: sissy's their moved kissing up. scene was kind of gross.
0: Yeah, it was. There he was a lot. There's a lot he of weird kissing, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure he knows what to do, or some, something's off. They,
0: they were kind of doing that soap opera thing, where you know how in soap you get operas, they're in their faces. Yeah, they don't really do tongues; they just yeah. do lips, and but their like, noses are
1: getting like yeah, smashed.
0: Yeah. So meanwhile, Wes and Sissy are hooking up back at his single wide, which is even sadder than Sissy and Bud's single wide. Yeah. And they're drinking Mescal. and um, sh- he's talking about the worm. He's, re-
1: he's really into the worm.
0: Yeah, he's really into the worm. And then he's like, you know what they say? La vida luna. The crazy Never. life. And I'm like, that's not what that means. Luna means moon. Moon. The moon life. <laughs> the moon life. It's not. <laughs> Ricky,
1: Ricky Martin would have words with you,
0: Wes. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, so
1: uh, Wes has a beautiful shirt on, by the way, it's (sighs) a floral, oh man, the outfits in there, the shirts in this movie are top
0: notch. Yeah. And she spends the night at his place and it looks real hot and they just have one like little shitty fan going and it looks like it smells in there and there's like a lot of Lone Star bottles around and stuff. It looks like a real bummer. Meanwhile, Bud's gone back to his trailer alone, which... Sissy has come and cleaned. She can't – she's like misses him for some reason, but probably because he's gotten her in line. Like she was getting a little wild and she respects the fact that he slapped her around.
1: Also, the aunt said your place looks like shit.
0: Yeah. So she cruises back and she cleans up all the spaghetti plates, gets it real nice looking, and then she writes a note. And then he – and then but Pam comes over in her Cadillac. This is the chick the Bud hooks up with, right? And she gets right. there first and she fucking takes gets rid of that note right quick because she doesn't want him to know that his chick's trying to get back in his good graces. So he she allows him to assume that she's cleaned the place as if a rich bitch like Pam has ever cleaned anything.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um But does he know he doesn't know that she's been there, right?
0: He doesn't know because because Pam hides the evidence. And so meanwhile, this Pam's pretty good to him. And again, Bud's a real dickhead to her, too. At one point, she makes him a stroganoff. There's – there's – there's – Shrimp cocktail appetizers. She's like, Hey, I want to take you out to meet all my friends. And he's like, Ah, yeah, I don't, I'm working a double shift. I'm going to take a nap. So can you shut the fuck up until it's time to wake me up? <laughs> and then she's like, She's like, he walks in and she's bought him a beautiful new satin cowboy shirt and she's got it laid on on the bed. And he's like, What the fuck is this? You buy me another shirt, you crazy bitch? And she, and it's like, He's, <laughs> he's
1: terrible. He's such a terrible asshole. Yes.
0: Um, but his, it turns out his uncle bob was a was a uh used to be a champion rodeo guy, and he's like he he's like i have access to an old uh mechanical bull. and it's kind of like it's kind of like kingpin <laughs> where he like where he like trains on the on yeah, the, the side yard yeah the, 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 like yard lanes
1: <laughs> well he also has, he, yeah. he also has access to to an old Rodeo belt buckle.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> but the uncle the uncle t- is training him to get better and then eventually and then he's working with the uncle again. I don't know, he gets his job back. And uh oh,
1: wait, a, a key yeah. moment yeah. there, I think after the Dolly Parton lookalike contest, where his aunt won, for putting in fake tits.
0: Yeah, oh did uh, she win? Uh, I don't there were some better dollies there.
1: Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah. But then Sissy does some sort of striptease style bull oh, ride. Yeah, she
0: fucks the bull. She's like yeah. got it. She rides it backwards. Yeah.
1: This is this is her at her peak. Yeah, it's um, pretty sexy. But then Bud storms off and his move after he's been the, the most shitty one of the relationship, he takes down the Sissy fake license plate off the back of the
2: yeah. truck. Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: like I'm getting even. And
0: she notices. Yeah. yeah. It's fucked. Um, so, but eventually the, um, his uncle Bob is like teaching him how to, um, how to ride bulls. And then one night they're out working on the, at the refinery and it's, it's a lightning storm and they're way up. And this is a lot, this has like a Chernobyl vibe to it. Like it does like there should have been safety protocols in place. Like, Hey, when it starts, when lightning starts, maybe don't be on top the very highest point of the refinery.
1: Yeah. And you would think a veteran like uncle Bob,
0: he would know he's been out there working for a while, but uh, he buys it in a, in a lightning strike, I think, or something happens explosion. He dies and buds being a huge puss about it. Meanwhile at Gilly's, Charlie Daniels is on stage. And as, as we record, Charlie Daniels passed away yesterday.
1: (laughs) Now, Charlie Daniels, I have two thoughts on him. Yeah. One, I bet right about now he's regretting calling the devil a son of a bitch in his most famous song. But, but two, it was amazing. Every once in a while, it would be retweeted into my timeline. This dude woke up every morning and would go, Benghazi ain't going away. (laughs) 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 Like, I saw I saw it because somebody retweeted that and wrote Benghazi one, Charlie Daniel zero. But um, I looked at his timeline and the night before he died, he tweeted something somewhat nice, like, well, I guess that's it for tonight. You know, peace to all, or, you know, some, some yeah. sort of yeah. serene. And then he woke up and was immediately like 125,000 abortions per year. <laughs> and then Benghazi ain't going away. And I was thinking, what did this guy dream about last night? <laughs> every, every morning he is fired up. And when I saw the 125,000, I was like, oh, he's, he's going to talk about COVID? Yeah. No, he's focused on the four Benghazi deaths yeah. and the abortions, but not COVID. He's
0: – yeah. So here, here's my takeaways from Charlie Daniels. A. How about we get a second song? Right. <laughs> I mean, he, we. I mean, we've known about Charlie Daniels for all this time. He only had the one song this whole time. We couldn't just get like one more song out of Charlie Daniels. It
1: is. It's a jam. No, it's a but bang. There's something. A there's bang. something wrong with it.
0: Well, the devil, well, the devil's devil one, the devil plays the better. He does and the, the better fiddling. Easily. And somebody pointed out to me, I think his name's like Chris ATX or something, pointed out something very, very uh something I'd never thought about in that song that who was judging the contest because it seems sort of out of character for the devil to go. All right, Johnny. Well, I got me and my <laughs> band of demons are over here and I fucking played my soul. And you know what? I mean, yours is just better. So I'm going to quit. Fair game. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> on the devil. I never really thought about that, but you figure you would need like an independent yeah. judging body with power over the devil, but I've
1: I've known some bad dudes in my life. They yeah. almost always are sore losers. Yes,
0: they, they tend to be. They tend to be uh especially yes, the devil. Yeah, he could drag you down to hell with him. And wait, where is the scene well, hold on, I, really sp-
1: I even even though it's on in the background, I yeah. just turned the movie off cuz I, I just it was bumming me out. So
0: I need well, there's one more thing we need to discuss about Charlie Daniels cuz when I saw a couple days ago, an RIP Charlie Daniels, I'm trying to uh trying to give him the respect he deserves, but when I saw I saw his age,
1: <laughs> he ain't going away.
0: I saw his age when he died, so it merits discussion. So I saw and it's there we can't really do a reveal here because I saw that Charlie Daniels died a couple days ago and he was 83 years old. R.I.P. Charlie Daniels. Whoa. But this movie came out at 1980. So that was that means 40 he's 43.
1: Years, yeah, it was 40 years ago. I'm a year older than that guy. Yeah, he looked
0: 65. Whoa.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it is. So this the it comes down to there's a mechanical bull riding contest.
1: Wait, um, yes,
0: yeah.
1: Does does doesn't Bud see Sissy leaving the trailer, or do, when when she destroys the note? You know, he sees her giving them the finger because he thinks everything's cool, and she's pissed that he never showed up at Gilly's yeah. that night. Doesn't he see her and then doesn't realize that Pam might have destroyed the note? I mean, it,
0: I don't know. He definitely doesn't know cause, until Pam tells him later. Because okay. Pam's like, but, "Look, I'm on to some new dick anyway. You know, like who cares? I do this all the time. I get a, I get a little boy toy. I buy him shirts and I make him stroganoff. <laughs> I show I show him my saddle.
1: How about the uh, the the pretty gummed up lady that Scott Glenn? That emerges oh, from Scott Glenn's yeah. bedroom. Yeah, it's, it's another waitress at Gillies, and and Sissy shows up. Yeah, like wanting wanting some sort of relationship with Wes Hightower, yeah. and he's he's like, yeah, well, you didn't expect a guy like me to be faithful, right? Right,
0: and it, and it was a real bummer because as we've and we don't need to belabor this anymore, but Deborah Winger, very beautiful at the time, and the and the chick he's hooked up with looks like like an Eastern European flow. Like flow, like flow, flow from Alice, but she just so right. She just she just gotten off a a boat from Estonia, and so she's got like the real bad dyed red hair and like the cat eye. Like she doesn't yeah, really know how to do the cat bad. eye. It's yeah, it's, it's a. a bad. And he makes her hide in the um, bathroom of the his shitty trailer, and then he's like, then he's like, all right, get out of here, bitch, and then he's like, okay, look. Now you need to make me some fucking food. Make me food right it now, you fucking tunes. whore! And then, and then he, tunes up. Up and yeah. he
1: tunes her up. Yeah, he tunes her up. in a big way.
0: So, and th- this is what you're what you're meant to take away from this is there are loving beatings that your husband can give you, like the kind that Bud gives her when he when he firmly <laughs> tend- but tender not, beatings, right? Not so firm as to leave a mark that the police can see. See, not that they would care. Um, he gives her just nice loving beatings. Whereas what Wes's beatings are, uh, much more hurtful and rude again, she stays with him after the beating because, and makes a plan to go to Mexico, but that hasn't happened yet. They, there's a, there's going to be the, the mechanical bowl championship in, uh, and Sissy and Bud meet up and like discuss it before Oh it's at Bob's funeral, Uncle Bob's funeral, they talk about it, and he she's like, We're he's gonna win that five thousand dollars and that's gonna get us down to old Mexico or something. It's very much like a very similar plot to Young Guns 2. When uh <laughs> when Blue Diamond? No, it's uh Who's that little guy that's the brother of Charlie Sheed?
1: Emilio Estevez. Emilio
0: Estevez, Billy, the kid, he's, he's, he's doing a similar thing, except there's no bull riding contest involved. But so there, he, and Bud's like, I can't do it. I don't, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to ride the bull or whatever. But eventually he does show up. He breaks up with Pam. He defeats, he, he defeats Wes in the bull riding contest. And at this point, it's like, we're 98% of the way through the movie. What's pro- what's most problematic about this movie, besides its length and its boringness, is that you have no interest in whether or not Bud wins. You don't. You just don't care. He's such a fucking asshole that you're not. Yeah, he's not. Like if Wes would have won the bull riding contest, you would be like, "That's fine. Who cares?" Like you're not really. He's not compelling in any way. Yeah, you're not really invested in Bud's success whatsoever. But eventually, he, Wes loses and he goes. Well, I'll just go get my gun and uh, and rob, rob the place. bar. And it's and they're doing that thing that they do in like um, drug like um, drug houses where they're like counting all the money in the back room and there's a lot of cash on hand. He goes to rob the place, but um, uh, Bud sees that Sissy's been tuned up and he's like, "Where the fuck is he?" He finds out she's cleaned his house, and he's like, "Oh, maybe she's not so bad after all." And then he's then they go looking for Wes, and Bud eventually he gets his revenge on um, Wes, takes him down. Wait, is he does does Sissy jump on him or something? I feel like it's a team effort to take down Wes. Is it not?
1: Uh, I gotta tell you, I was
0: yeah, I can't remember. I was just problems.
1: counting the seconds until this movie was over. Um, I do remember that. Bud destroys him with his fists, whereas yeah. at the diner, yeah, Wes Hightower was was having no well, problem with. Bud. He's
0: been in the joint, and Wes Hightower is much tougher than Bud. But he had been drinking a lot, so maybe that was it. And and he but that lost was the his- other
1: thing before the contest, and every scene, Wes Hightower exists solely on tequila.
0: Yeah. He's yeah, he's to
1: kill it before every moment.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh he likes to get after. And what
1: was the scoring? This is like over the top. I wasn't entirely sure what the scoring was. There's
0: two scores. There's like a there's like a timing. I don't know because it was a number. They're both out of a hundred, and they would add the two yeah, there scores were weird together. Scores. Yeah,
1: I was never sure between this and Caddyshack ending. And also and,
0: uh, what is the what is the holding on with one hand situation in bull riding? Oh! That's the other thing we gotta discuss. What? Wes Hightower goes to get on the bull, right? And with his with his so you're supposed to hold it with your off hand. So he puts the glove on his left hand and he does his secret tie it up with a tie strap leather strap thing. He ties his glove on. And then he's he's settling in. You know, you got to get set up. You got to get your hand in a comfortable position. He's holding on to the saddle, and then he takes his other hand and he reaches into his tight ass jeans and he rubs his hand around on his balls and he takes <laughs> oh, I totally it, that. and he rubs all the ball sweat. Do you think this is like because they make it look like it's for like traction, like grip? He like gets it all sticky. But somebody else has to get on that fucking bull after he does. Uh, He puts his ball sweat on the saddle. Is this a psych out tactic or is this actual gamesmanship? I don't know.
1: I got to tell you, I would opt out.
0: Yeah, I'd be out after that if there's ball sweat on that thing. I feel like he should have been disqualified. Uh, But he wins. I'm not sure how it's scored. And then sissy and and bud get get back together and i guess live happily ever after
1: oh he puts he puts the fake license plate back up
0: yep sissy. In, his, in his sweet he's got a pretty sweet lifted f-100 it's not i'm not mad at his truck but we can assume that they'll they'll get back together and then he'll he'll only they'll be divorced right, in a year he'll right? only beat her when she needs it not <laughs> not meanly uh not aggressively like wes hightower whose ass he just kicked um, okay, but there's one question we got to get to, but it, before we do that, is there anything, anything you'd like to add that I've missed? No, on... I
1: mean, the only thing I wrote down towards the end of the movie and then realized, I wrote down, what do these people do for fun? And then I realized the whole movie is about them being at Gillies. That's, their fun.
0: Yeah, it's, that's to me, what it they, they live it in a small like town. A real
1: tra- it seems like a real bummer. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a small town. It's just a different it's a, just a different life. I
1: I get it. It's a yeah. different life. Yeah. But everything revolves around a mechanical bull.
0: Yeah, that seems like a drag. And also, they just got it. Like, what were they doing like a before mechanical
1: that? Mechanical bull seems like part of a night out. But yeah. it seems like everything revolves around that thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta agree with you. I gotta agree with you. Well, okay. What's one more thing we gotta, we gotta decide? This is a, this is a new segment when we do a movie. you saw the movie. There was a lot happening. We've reviewed all the characters. We've discussed the entire film. Urban Cowboy, 1980, starring John Travolta. Who would you say is the loudest comer?
1: I'm going to go with the uh off the beaten path. I'm going with Lou Brown. I think yeah. he didn't get that horse. Yeah. Without some serious screaming in the early 80s.
0: Yeah. Not not a bad call. That's how he lost his voice. Coming very loudly while the manager... Because he was always surrounded by broads. Like, always. He was, he was the manager of Gillies, and he's got a broad on each arm the whole time. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was coming often and very loudly. I'm going to go with Pam, the... Interesting. Total man eater. Like, obviously, she likes sex. He says, when are you going to take me home and rape me? And she's like, right fucking now. What do you think I'm here for? I'm here to fuck. She's got a penthouse. She's got a saddle in her bedroom. I can't <laughs> imagine that when she bangs it out, she's like a, a, a real, um a real. Uh, what do you call that? Like a withering. Shrinking Uh, Violet. Violet. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like she's a real (laughs) Shrinking Violet in the bedroom. I feel like she really puts on a show. Pam is a very loud comer. Who's that loud comer? So I believe. I don't know if this movie was a hit or not. It made forty-six million dollars at the box office. Ed, that seems that seems pretty good for nineteen eighty. Yeah. Um, made pretty big star out of Deborah Winger. Um, she went
1: on to officer and a gentleman yeah. shortly after this.
0: Yep. She was real, real big in the early 80s. Uh, debut film as choreographer. Don't tell me. Patsy Swayze.
1: Oh, they're gonna say uh what's her name?
0: At uh, Paul Abdul.
1: Yeah, because yeah. she Corey grew up to every right. movie that
0: decade. Patrick Swayze's mother taught John Travolta how to do the two-step for the movie. Wow! Um, oh, this is this is Bob Evans. What a piece of shit. Robert Evans sent Deborah Winger back from location because he did not think she was attractive enough for the lead. It was only at what? the insistence of James Bridges that she did the role of the movie. Uh well, you know, Deborah Winger I think is very beautiful. I think she looks amazing in this movie. But she definitely she she kinda I would put her in the Sandra Bullock category where she's very hot, but also she has kind of like stronger non traditional features. So I could see how some people who just like the you know, the blonde bimbo type all the time would Yeah, that's
1: think, probably Bob yeah, Evans' Evan Speed. Totally.
0: Oh, Ed. John Travolta had a mechanical bull installed in his house two months before production began. He Ooh. became so good that he was allowed to dismiss the stunt double and do the takes himself.
1: He, he wants us to know.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. According to Deborah Winger's book, she only got the part after Sissy Spacek, who was originally cast, had a falling out with John Travolta wonder if Scientology was involved.
1: Is she Is she a Scientologist?
0: Uh, no, but he is. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah, I know he is. After initial box office returns were surprisingly low, a newspaper poll was taken in the summer of 1980 to figure out why teenagers were not flocking to see the film. One of the main complaints from kids was that they did not know what the word urban meant. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting name
1: yeah and considering an urban today well, urban is code yeah. Yeah. is code for black yeah. and there were exactly zero black
0: people in this movie yes that's true uh at the time the film was shot Gillies used as the film's main nightclub location was the largest nightclub in the world in terms of available space for the patrons according to the Guinness Book of World Records it was so big oh it was very big uh In the early scenes of the movie, John Travolta as Bud sports a beard. According to director James Bridges, Travolta wanted to keep the beard throughout the film. But after a lunch date with the actor in a very popular restaurant failed to attract even one autograph seeker, Travolta was convinced to shave it off.
1: I mean, that's as simple as people didn't recognize. Yeah. He looked good.
0: Yeah. Uh, They'd never
1: seen him with a beard, and after the movie, they would know what he looked like with a beard.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the scene where Wes, Scott Glenn, chews up and swallows the worm after drinking the bottle of tequila was not scripted, but a joke done for the dailies. Well, he really styles it. Like, he gets it yes. like between the lips, and he's like... Like, he's doing to that worm what someone might do to... Something else, yeah. say yeah. that. Um, during the production shoot of the movies, the Bee Gees, who had provided much of the soundtrack for John Travolta's earlier hit Saturday Night Fever, played in Houston, Texas, whereupon Travolta accompanied them on stage. Um, what else? Michelle Pfeiffer auditioned for the role of Sissy and was producer Robert Evans' preferred choice. Can't go wrong there. The prison rodeo scene was authentic and was shot at the Huntsville, Texas State Prison. The prison held a rodeo from 1931 to 1986. So you were on that one. Oh, something interesting. The script was originally written for Dennis Quaid for the role of Bud. The lead part in the end went to John Travolta. Well, it's that's chin for he chin. Would
1: done a, he would have done a good job. Of course
0: he too. would have. They, but they both have beautiful ass chins. Right. Uh, I would say, I mean, Travolta, he doesn't he does himself proud in this movie, I think Uh, the 1967 Ford Mustang that sissy Deborah Winger drove in this movie now resides in Evans City, Pennsylvania. It is owned by two brothers and often seen at local car shows. Um, So this movie was pretty long and boring, but I guess I had low expectations because you texted me and you said this might be worse than Howard the Duck
1: it's It's not good, there's nothing that happens it's nobody's really likable I mean deborah winger you're you're kind of pulling for, but yeah, she's yes. not giving us much no
0: I gotta agree uh to prepare for his role, John Travolta frequented clubs and bars in Houston, Texas, particularly Gillies. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a great movie. It's pretty long. It's pretty boring. The soundtrack is great. Deborah Winger's really cute. Um, Travolta, young Travolta is, he's very charismatic, especially when he's dancing. Like he's, his character is awful, but he's, I don't know. It's, you're, it's kind of nice watching him on screen. Um, Scott Glenn, I think is a pretty good bad guy. He's He's good. Yeah.
1: It's not that the acting is bad. Yeah. It's that there was no real story.
0: No, there wasn't really much of a story um, at all. It's way too long. Um, it's it's definitely not the worst movie. I was trying to think. So the worst movie we've done on the show is Howard the Duck. I would yeah. say follow, followed closely by Weekend at Bernie's.
1: Well, Weekend at Bernie's to me was more funny to laugh at Scene by scene, this yeah. movie was a real drag. Yeah,
0: so you're saying this is worse than Weekend at Bernie's? I think I don't. I really hated Armageddon. Yeah, Howard,
1: Howard, Howard the Duck was terrible, but I would say this is the second worst.
0: Yeah, what's what are some other really? Those are the ones that jump out at me. I'm trying to think. Back to the Future Two is pretty I'm shitty. Gonna make,
1: I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah. Summer school will be nowhere
0: near the bottom. I know that's going to be. I'm really, really happy to see that one. We'll watch summer school next week. Ed, anything else to add? No, that's it. All right. For Ed Daily, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 328 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We'll see you next week. Lifestyles baller, podcasts getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do with Easy Ed Daily and a man, Jay Stewart, and Ron Beckner,
3: quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever my brothers we're
0: Reviewing some movies And shows and others Top podcast man No one is above us Five star Even the haters who love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot Man you know the shit's on top Top podcast man It really hit the spot Listen up You players and shot callers TBLS The lifestyle's baller And you know the show is so flawless TBLS The lifestyle's baller Listen up You players and shot callers T B LS the Lifestyles Baller And you know the show is for all us TV LS the Lifestyles Baller